Hi, I'm William Stone Greenhill. This is my co-host Ashley Sparno, and also a special guest who actually inspired the character Ashley Colworth. Thank you for having me, Will. Very honoured. Today we're here to talk about the book The Twin Bindings of Stonehill. So can you tell us a little bit about what you understand about the book before we get into it? So I understand the book. We we start off in Atlantis. There's some trouble going on. There's been a robbery in Aquana, uh, yes, correct. And we have an egg that's been stolen. Is this right? From a really secure place called the nursery. Right. And we have a new villain in this story, Canaan. Yes. Yes. What can you tell us about Canaan? Well, as the king's son, King Nick is probably the most likable character in the entire franchise. The most likable. Yeah, he's a bit goofy and he... Well, when Canaan's... Perhaps the scene that would best explain their relationship mm-hmm. is when he's threatening the ringlet holder, or rather ringlet keeper, who's kind of like the ringlet holder's assistant, and he goes, stable boy. Mm-hmm. I need to... My father said you had news for me. And he's like very cautious, and he said, he told me to give you this letter. And then King Nick is yelling at him through the letter and I see. is like telling him, is actually imposing strict discipline. Right. And it's like uh, saying, apologize. Or, and when he breaks a piece of the castle after he leaves, he says, you're paying for those damages. Right. So King Nick and Kanan don't have the best relationship. No, but, and another thing that's made out of that scene, mm-hmm. King Nick and his son, Kanan, is actually not a viable heir for the throne. Right. Why is that? Even though, because King Nick knows how much damage he'd do if he got into leadership. I see, I see. So, uh, what else, what else do we need to know? So we know something's been stolen. We've got this villain, Kanan. The main character is called Kate Stonehill. We'll get to her in a little minute. But Mm -hmm. right now, let's talk about uh, Broser, if that's his name. Mm -hmm. He's a sacrificial story caster, which means he draws the story of energy into his hand. Right. And unleashes it in a horrible and unnatural way, but kind of a stand-up guy and is told King Nick to kill him if the power corrupts him. Interesting. Interesting. So what is he, what's his role in the story? Where do we see him? What does he do? Well, he was actually inspired by Lord Viren from Dragon Prince. Okay. And uh, he's a bit, and he's been studying the twin binding rings of Stonehill. Okay, all right. So he's a bit of an information source. Yeah. Cool. So we've got Broseph in there. What about, let's talk about Kate. We've got our main character. Kate is an author. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think she's the only main character who's an author. Right. Let's see. She's got lots of really interesting powers. Mm -hmm. She's got... And she writes a story called Science Lord where the people turn into vehicles and they can do pretty much anything they want. Right. Interesting. 
they can't do anything without a pilot, and she's quite powerful. Like when we see Kanan's mass attack force mm-hmm. made up of, among other things, drunken sailors. Yes. Through which they saw it float. Dead spaceborn elves, mm-hmm. like their soul made into liquid. Right. <laughs> Dead spaceborn elves. Mm-hmm. And for just about anything else that dead spaceborn elves who are really deadly. Yeah. And well, just about everything from A to Z, quite a diverse evil fighting force. Yes. And Kate systematically deals with all of them seemingly effortlessly. That's impressive. Like, uh, let me go to where Kate's power stands in the story among people. Okay. The power goes ordinary first year to all, all the way to ordinary story most graduate. Yeah. It goes to the characters like Tessa, William, Snow, Jem and Millstone. Mm-hmm. And it ends up to people like then the next, well, actually the level before them is corrupt. Well, not just corrupt, but a general story first adult. Yeah. Then it goes Liam, Tessa, Snow, Jem. Okay. And then it levels up to the higher or the highest level of Storyverse students, which is like Echo Zealous and Kate Stonehill. Right. So she's top of the top and of the And then pile. there's the really powerful ancient Storyverse adults. And then there's the Temperances and Abigails and Red, Blue, and Yellows of the world. Right. So she's up there. She's pretty powerful. She's up there. Then right. there's the whole Clock Lord and Odiana. Right. So, so we've got Kate Stonehill. Now, these space-born elves, I've heard, heard impressive things. They're dangerous. They're pretty dangerous. The second they're, like, King Nick has an entire powerful storyverse kingdom to protect himself. Mm-hmm. And the second he receives a letter from Iquana saying that, well, they're coming to kill me, mm-hmm. he's like, okay, I'm already dead. Right. So they, they're feared. People are scared of them. Pretty much, you yeah. You don't want to be up against a space-born elf. And they're known for creative punishments, not just for murder. Right. But, so are we thinking King Nick subject to punishment, murder? What's his? Well, the idea for him is they fire an arrow filled with something called copper blood serum, and it's a very unique arrow. Mm-hmm. Designed spaceborne check and it's designed to distribute the serum equally throughout his bloodline. Right. Cool. Interesting. So you don't want to be on the receiving end of that. Definitely no. not. No. So we know spaceborne elves have come to attack Atlantis, King Nick. Where have they come from? Well, space-born elves are just elves that are born in space. Mm-hmm. So where have they been sent from to come and attack, though? Who are they attacking on, on behalf of? Well, partially space-borns in general because General Stone is, like, their god and he's the person that murders their story of this world and all that. Right. And partially on behalf of Aquana. Right. So it's a spiritual mission for them, and their enemy is the king, the royal family, not the guards, not the in-laws. Right, I see. But 
I see. So who? So we've got we know King Nick and we know his son Canaan, and you mentioned the uh, spaceborne elves are after the royal family. Who else have we got in the royal family? Let's see. Who else do we have? Who else is in danger? Who else was in danger? Okay, well, pretty much the entire royal family is in danger. Mm-hmm. But it's not. But pretty much everything in Atlantis Imperia happens. Yeah. Or what? is in complete danger when one of Canaan's shadow wolves, or rather lick purple liquid soul wolves. Right. Like, uh, there's a really funny thing about Kate. Whenever she's in a kingdom, the kingdom is destroyed. Ah, I see. And, well, Kate, she absorbs the wolf, and she goes, no, 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 and then explodes out, destroying the lands of beer from top to bottom. Ah, uh, so it's not the space elves who brought the downfall, it was Kate. Well, her kingdom jinx, which is why her uncle has never let her in Atlantis. That seems reasonable. It so, does. So we know the book is called The Twin Binding Rings of Stonehill, and we notice, well, I notice, there is a chapter it's called This Isn't the First War Fought Over the Twin Binding Rings of Stone. That is a good question. What can you tell me? What, what can you tell me about the first war? Well, uh, it's not so much a single war as a generalization. Mm-hmm. Basically, the Stonehill family has gone to extreme lengths to protect those rings and keep them in the family's possession. Right. And there have been lots and lots of people who are bought to get control of them and to get their secrets. And, well, they pretty much... How can I put this? Their people have died over the rings. Right, so this is something of an ongoing battle. Ongoing forever. I see, I see. And what's the... What, what's the... Um, What's the allure of the twin binding rings of stone? Uh, you know, what is it? Is their entire power set comes from these rings, right? Right. Mm-hmm. It's what gives them their power, and the twin binding rings of Stonehill. Yeah. Not only are they so, not only are they incredibly mystically powerful. Yeah. Like they could make any author, even someone we like Blade, almost invincible. Right, so they're very powerful. But in the hands of a stone hill, there is a legend. Yes. That one cannot be felled while wearing the rings of their namesake. Ooh, interesting. So the probably everybody else wants to keep them out of the stone hill hands, while the stone hills want to keep them out of everybody else's hands. Exactly. See. So it's an ongoing push and pull. And while we're on the topic of Atlantis, or while we're getting to the topic of Atlantis. Yeah. Can I just briefly mention uh, something that happened between books four and five with the non-main character of the story of series? Yes. While we're talking about Atlantis, I think it's only fair to mention why Blade was about to have his fortune revoked. Okay. Basically, there's this historic Atlantean stadium and he threw what was being called the party of the century in there. Mm-hmm. So, Bla- so Blade is Atlantean? Blade is Atlantean. No, he's not. But his father runs this entire story about sports arena. In fact, Blade would probably detest Atlanteans. Okay. 
because there's such a high-born, pure-blood practitioner. Okay, I see. That his father runs the stadium located in Atlantis. He does, but okay. it's not his. It belongs to Atlantis. It's history. Okay. So Blade throws the party of the century at the stadium he in does. Atlantis, right? He very well does. Yep, and what's the fallout from that? Well, uh, Atlantis, honestly, knowing them, they'd probably want to, at the very least, throw him in prison. Yes. At the very most, have him executed. Mm-hmm. Because his, well, his pal has done something incredibly selfish. Right. And his father is probably the only thing protecting him. Mm-hmm. From the Atlantean justice system. Right, so he's causing... But he's punishing him himself. Don't make no mistake, is bringing on a punishment. Right. He, he has to take the doctoral exam at Mount Castro's Institute. Yeah. And he practically begged them to take him on. Right. And if he doesn't pass, he loses his fortune. I see, I see. So um, what can what can you tell us about this doctoral exam? Ah, oh, that's interesting. We're getting a bit off topic, but I like myself a bit of a tangent. Yep, we can tangent. Basically, uh, if you go to the doctoral exam, mm-hmm. if you take a doctoral exam, it's like a project for the whole year alongside your studies. Okay. It's grueling. It has to be something incredibly impressive. Okay. A standout among standouts. Yeah. Would you concur? I would concur. That sounds tough. So this is his punishment. He's got to take that and he's got to do well. Yes, but he only does well because his partner between Green Hill. Right, so he's a bit of a riding the coattails kind of guy. He is exactly that kind of guy. I see, I see. And well, uh, I won't spoil too much for book nine of Storyverse, mm-hmm. but he does get the fortune back after Williamsworth passes in the exam. Right. But it's only a, a limited access for a trial basis. Right. So he still needs to prove himself. Exactly. Prove that he's responsible. And he may very well just... Oh, and there's something about uh, Blade's dream that... And Tessa. Right. I'm sure readers can get into that on their own. Yeah. That's the book is out, I mean. Yes. Right, so if we go back to the twin binding rings of Stonehill, what's Thank something, you. what's, what's, what do we need to know? What do we, what's a crucial thing for readers to know before they get started with this? Well, that's where an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. What things, what they need Actually, to... I got a better question for you. Do we yeah. see, so we've mentioned Cave Stonehill, we've got Kanan, we've got King Nick, um, Spaceborn Elves. Uh, the ringlets, all these, do we see any of the characters that we already know? Any of the, you know, your Tessa, William, Snow, any of these kind of guys? No, they're pretty much left out of the story, but yeah. I will say this. Right. The little piece of trivia that might not be in the books. Mm-hmm. Echo Zealous from Entering Stories In is the one that supplied the space bombs with the Copper Blood serum. Ah, so we're all linked. We're linked. Exactly. Interesting. So where is this in the the very complicated timeline of Storyverse? Could you place this somewhere? Okay, I'll just get both books that's in between now. Right. Just going to move this. 
take this out. That's the stall diaries. And take this out. That's in, it's in between the stall diaries, which takes place in the early 16th century. Mm -hmm. And the ring stories in 1899, so it kind of bridges that gap a bit. Okay, right. Kind of between Jem's time and Timrance's time. Right. So something of a prequel. Prequel and a sequel, I suppose. Well, I don't suppose there's a prequel or sequel about it. Uh, I don't suppose there are really prequels in the story, but it's just mm. uh, the story is one giant timeline and there's a lot of time travel involved. Yeah. And it just gets crazy everywhere. Yeah. So tricky to place things, but we're in a space of time. Yes, and yeah. practically every... If you're going to go into the prequel thing... If you go on and use story versus the main continuity, everything is a prequel. You're laughing. I did laugh. There's a laugh and a yawn put together. Yeah. All right. What do you? What's your closing closing remark? One final thing about the twin binding rings okay. of Stone Hill. Remember, Kanan's idea at the end of the book when he. In the presence of Abigail's memorial on Rottenness Island. Mm -hmm. Stupid. That's a good place to leave to leave our readers and listeners. Yes, I would highly recommend this book. You can get it from Kobo, Barnes and Noble, Apple, Amazon, and Amazon in print, Angus and Robinson, I think. So what should we watch our listeners search up in Google if they're after it? Uh, William Stone Greenhill and uh, the Twin Bindings of Stonehill, either or. Easy done. Well, thank you for having me, Will. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Having you as my special guest. And we'll cut it off there, even though this is sadly probably one of the last times we get to talk to you on this channel.